Welcome to today's episode of Don't You Have Something Better To Do? Starring this guy. Sir, it's a beach. Yeah. Are we supposed to dress modest at a beach? What if God's fake? Oh, I like that this guy apparently like looks at the you know the 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 preachers with the megaphones on school campuses calling people like whores and you're going to hell and blah 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 and they're like that's too tame. Let me go to the actual beach to harass women for wearing what women wear at the beach. Greg, just because both of us look like a bunch of Play-Doh smushed together with our shirts off doesn't mean other people have to keep their clothes on. Also, be honest, Greg, you're doing this so you can just chat up young girls in bikinis. <laughs> you creepy, weird D-bag. Anyway, welcome back to the Philip DeFranco Show. It is Tuesday, June 21st, 2021. Hit that like button, otherwise we'll punch you in the throat and let's just jump into it. It's the 20th. Oh my God, it's July. And the first thing that we're gonna talk about today, easily one of the most requested topics it involves gambling and a, a YouTuber, spotlighter, shit stirrer. Some have been known to call him a skinny legend and that is Ethan Klein. And that's in part because post Frenemies breakup, Ethan Klein has returned to Twitch announcing a new project called H3TV. And like he often does, he's already making waves on the platform. Taking aim at one of the current hot button issues about gambling and gambling streams. While he has previously spoken about it, this time he went on Twitch where these streams are happening, called out specific creators. Which, I mean, it makes sense for two reasons. One, when you have a big YouTuber calling out big Twitch streamers, sometimes there's not a lot of audience crossover, which is also why, two, it makes sense from just like a marketing standpoint. If you're gonna stir shit and blow up a story, there's a lot of hate and love views to be gained by actually doing it on Twitch. Yeah, with this calling out a massive creator by the name of Aiden Ross, who's made headlines for a number of reasons recently. Yeah, as it pertains to this story, headlines for the amount of money that he gets from gambling streams and that he was recently accused of participating in pump and dump crypto schemes. Because I kind of wanted to fuck that little punk. So this kid, Aiden Ross, man, really pissing me off lately. The gambling shit and the crypto shit. He's just not a good dude. He's willing to do anything to just make money off the back of his fans and then laugh about it. Right, and with that and people sharing clips of that, you also people pointing back to when Aiden Ross kind of laughed about when he promoted a crypto and then was like, I really hope you guys didn't buy that. <laughs> like, I don't give a f How many of you guys actually bought it? <laughs> yeah, even also moving on to other creators like Trainwrecks, who's popular for gambling, also landing in controversy. I personally find this to be really, 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 really messed up, dude. You know. Let's see what he's up to right now. Let's watch train wrecks. Get kids hooked to gambling. It's awesome. Also, interestingly, Ethan then ended up hopping on a stream with other people, including Aiden Ross, where they quipped a bit more on the topic, but uh, kind of left things on a standstill. Ethan, you know I've never seen you smile before. Do you have a soul? I don't do gambling online. I mean, I would say more evidence of having how does, a soul. How does not, doing gambling not, online determine if you have a soul or not? Well, because you have no problem peddling gambling to children. Right, naturally, all of this resulted in other big streamers talking about it, including XQC, who said that Ethan has a lot of terrible takes. And a lot of them are truthful, but there's a lot of lies in there. And I, and I ask to disprove some of the arguments, and nobody replies. They, they just throw me under the bus. Bunch of bull****. Oh. And don't even reply to get a counter-argument. That's just, that's just, that's just pure scum order. But also, regarding XQC, you had people pushing back, saying that he only really has that opinion on this topic, because he's been previously hit for gambling streams, though he no longer does them. You know, while it's not new that we've seen criticisms here and there, it is notable that we are seeing bigger and bigger creators calling out others. Right, because, I mean, this isn't even an isolated incident. Coffeezilla, for example, who we've been talking about a number of times over the past two weeks, recently calling out Steve Will Do It of the Nelk Boys. There's a lot of gambling content out there of Steve Will Do It. Sometimes he's losing. 
losing money, sometimes he wins huge. But those two also recently going at it together on Twitter. Yeah, ultimately with this story, I'd love to know your thoughts specifically on the gambling site stuff. Right, because I'd like to think that most all of us are on the same page regarding the crypto aspect of the story. Right, if you're some big influencer that has a dedicated audience and you're just taking a massive amount of money or massive amount of a token that you're immediately selling off and then you're shilling some shit token to your audience, you're a scumbag and it has nothing to do with hustle, right? There are creators that think of their, their audience as people and community and then even a number of those people see uh, their audiences as uh, money or in some aspects as money and then there are people that see their audiences as money and then fuck them even if they get fucked over because it's about me getting my bag. That's not awesome aspirational hustle culture. That's scumbag moves. And hey, no one's perfect. Like people can make some bad decisions or a mistake here or there. And then there are trends, right? repeated behaviors that expose who you are and what you're about. And so that's why with this story, I'm focused more on the gambling stream aspect of it. Then in sports news, it's not really sports news. Let's talk about the policing of women's bodies. And that's because today we have two completely different stories, but uh, they connect in one place. And that is a woman's body. On one hand, you have the Norwegian women's beach handball team making news right going against its rivals Spain on Sunday but as you can see here they chose not to wear their black bikini bottoms that they usually pair with their sports bras instead wearing matching pairs of form-fitting blue athletic shorts and likely when you hear that you go okay and well the league ended up fining them for not wearing bikini bottoms at right? all because they wanted to wear something that was less showy and more comfortable and hey like I said I understand that rules are rules but it really feels like a weird rule that's put in place so you can see more booty. This feels like something that was put into place to get more men to watch. And uh, you know what? If the men are able and sanctioned to play in shorts, so should the women. Right? I just think it's simple. But then on the other hand, you have Paralympian Olivia Breen. With Breen, who's a two-time Paralympian champion being told by an official during the English championships on Sunday that her shorts were too short and inappropriate. With Breen questioning whether a male athlete would have been asked the same thing and saying, tonight I feel disappointed, noting that after she finished her long jump, one of the female officials felt it necessary to inform me that my sprint briefs were too short and inappropriate. I was left speechless. And a big note here saying, I have been wearing the same sprint style briefs for many years and they are specifically designed for competing in. Once again, I just have to say again, unless this is giving people an unfair advantage, shut the up. But from that, I want to take a quick second to thank the fantastic sponsor of today's show, Noom. You know, I started using Noom several months ago because I was ready to develop healthier habits. And while nowhere near perfect and not even that far on my road, I'm already feeling better, not as sluggish or unmotivated as before, especially at the peak of me not making the best decisions of, of what I, or how much I was consuming and or exercising. Basically, Noom's a new and different way to lose weight, get healthy, and achieve your goals using proven cognitive behavioral therapy tools and practices. It's different because it leverages psychology, and science to help people live healthier lives. And honestly, I'm realizing the more that I get into it, the more energy I have. And with my two little insane boys, the more energy I have, the better. And with tons of articles and real life coaches to support you, once again, shout out to my coach, Stephanie. Thanks for putting up with me. It's basically empowering you to strive for progress, not perfection. Just do what works for you, which is the kind of encouragement that I need that helps me improving my habits daily. So what health goals are you trying to achieve? Think about that and then head on over to trynoom.com slash Phil and take Noom's 30 second quiz for free to create a truly custom program for you. Then, definitely gotta mention this morning, Amazon founder and the world's richest man, Jeff Bezos, getting blasted into space in a definitely not a metal penis rocket. A trip that peaked at 66.5 miles above the earth. It was rather quick at just over 10 minutes. You know, kind of like what we saw with Richard Branson, what about 10 days ago, uh, the, the reaction was divided. Right? Some loving it, some excited about this sort of advancement and the opportunity potentially in the future. And also, you had a lot of people frustrated that you had a lot of people cheering Bezos on. You have 
this billionaire in space. Meanwhile, his employees suffer. But then pointing to a number of the controversies we've recently seen with Amazon. You know, with this story in those comments, I'd love to know your thoughts on that aspect of the story. But I also gotta say, I'm still so confused about the auction aspect of this story. Whereas right? you might remember there was an auction to actually get a seat on this craft. It was reportedly won by an unnamed person who paid $28 million for an open seat. But then last Thursday, it was reported that that person had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts. What? I need to know more. How much money do you have that you're like on the phone, you're like, ah, oh, I'd love to go to Top Golf, but I'm supposed to go to space. Ah, uh, yeah, no, fuck it. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll move it. Who, why, what, when? I need to know. I mean, it was great news for Oliver Damon. He's a, the 18 year old recent high school graduate they gave the ticket to. But yeah. I just need to know. Then in unexpected political news, we had Tom Brady making headlines because he and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were at the White House. He was speaking to the press and then uh, he cracked a joke with Joe Biden. It didn't look great there. At one point we were seven and five, struggling a little bit um, as the president alluded to, um, but we found our rhythm. We got on a roll. Not a lot of people uh, you know, think that we could have won. And um, in fact, I think about 40% of the people still don't think we won. Do you understand that, Mr. President? If you look to social media, that's been received how you would expect it would be received. At this point, really the only question is if the former guy is gonna issue some sort of statement around it. Also, while we're talking about politics and clips of moments that are going viral, we should definitely talk about Rand Paul and Dr. Anthony Fauci. This because during a hearing today, Rand Paul accused Anthony Fauci of lying. With their heated exchange being over whether the National Institutes of Health funded controversial gain of function research at a lab in Wuhan, China, or specifically research involving enhancing a virus to study its potential disease causing impact, which is something that Paul claimed may have contributed to COVID-19. Right, Fauci previously told the Senate that the NIH never funded such research, which Paul claims is a lie. But in response, we saw among other things, Fauci say today that it was molecularly impossible for viruses looked at in its studies to even result in COVID-19 and adding. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. So what was, let me take, finish. And Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. Yeah, and if anybody and is lying here, Senator, it is you. I don't think I have anything further to say. This is a pattern that Senator Paul has been doing now at multiple hearings based on no reality. He keeps talking about gain of function. This has been evaluated multiple times by qualified people to not fall under the gain of function definition. I have not lied before Congress. I have never lied certainly not before Congress, case closed. And so understandably, because the, the situation's so tense, you have uh, Fauci speaking so plainly here, uh, this, this moment goes viral. And I mean, not to, I mean, it's a very broad statement, it is oversimplifying, but not to do that too much. It does feel like another example that uh, nothing really moves the needle anymore. Like if you look online, people that watch the same thing had drastically different opinions of what happened. Right? Some saying Paul rocked Fauci, others saying Fauci rocked Paul. And well, I, you know, I think back to like six years ago and I talked about like, it feels like we have uh, everyone in these like hardcore camps, like slowly, eating through 
to the center. It really feels like that is the, the reality, that it's not really about changing minds anymore. It's it's all about activation. And I mean, there, there are some people that are kind of like on the margins and they, and maybe you, are movable thanks to new information or new moments. I don't know, I mean, actually, so this is gonna be where I end today's show, and obviously I want you to let me know what you think about this last story, anything that stood out to you today, but also to just tag on a last question. When was the last time you had an opinion on something and then new information changed it? Or that one's just for the uh, the 12 of you still here at the end of the video. But ultimately with this story, and honestly anything else stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts because yes, this is a daily news show, but also it's a conversation. But yeah, like at the end of every show, Thanks for watching, like, and subscribing. My name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love yo faces, and I'll see you tomorrow.